When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Maybe, just maybe, Deshaun Watson doesn't automatically sue the NFL since they have appealed the suspension that was handed down by Sue Robinson, the independent judge, in all of the Deshaun Watson mess over the last couple of days and really a couple of years. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, not to mention the ESPN app and on SiriusXM channel 80 we are presented by progressive insurance and it's been a lot of the talk today as you would expect what now what happens now well seemingly it appears that deshaun watson you would think once the league whether it's roger goodell or whoever he designates to make the decision on how to uh, change the suspension you would think that it would be for at least the season Mm-hmm. You would think that he is not going to play this year. And then it becomes Deshaun Watson. Does he want to sue and then potentially try to be back on the field and get an injunction and all that kind of stuff in week one? Or is he ready to just take the punishment and move on? I think it's more likely the former rather than the latter. No, I think it's the latter. I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to take this laying down. I think the NFLPA, Jeffrey Kessler, and Deshaun Watson's camp, they're ready for a war with the NFL. And listening to Adam Schefter on Get Up this morning, he was talking about how this could end up being a lose-lose should the PA decide they want to go into federal court and file a lawsuit against the National Football League um, based on the process that they've gone through, incite other owners and some of their behaviors as it pertains to violence against women and misconduct. So this is going to be an ugly situation. Unfortunately, this is going to be a headline that looms over the National Football League for yet another season. But it became clear that Roger Goodell in the league office couldn't stomach the fact that Deshaun Watson was only going to serve a six-game suspension based on a ruling that came down from the independent arbitrator, Judge Sue Robbins. Here is ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter on the appeal process. This could be the start of a very long, legal, drawn-out process, but Deshaun Watson is not going to play at the start of the season. His six-game suspension stands. The NFL is looking to add on to it, and add on to it by a lot, I would imagine, because the league wanted an indefinite suspension with Deshaun Watson having to apply for reinstatement. You know, Chris, what will be very interesting to me is if Watson and his attorneys just go for the jugular, so to speak, or before they do, in the next day or two, is there going to be more negotiations? Could it be a situation where the league says, all right, we won't do it for a year, but we want 12 games, and we want a a hefty fine in there? Apparently, one of the things they were willing to do, uh, as you were talking about last hour, was 12 games and an $8 million fine. I think that fine probably stems out of the fact that 
they made their own mistake last year by not putting Watson on the exempt list, and he got paid to not play. Well, they should have suspended him, not just put him on the exempt list. Suspend him. You don't have to wait for this thing to play out in the court of law. Just go ahead and suspend him. And the commissioner reserves the right to add on to the suspension if, in fact, he would have been indicted on criminal charges in those two counties down in Texas. So that was the misstep by the NFL, and now this is essentially the cover-up by superseding the ruling from the independent arbiter in Judge Robinson. And that's the part that doesn't feel right to me, Carlin, because it seems like they're moving the goalposts in terms of establishing a new precedent. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to Deshaun's behavior, which was predatory in nature by stripping women of their agency in these massage sessions, I don't blame the NFL for wanting to have a more significant penalty and wanting to establish a new precedent. All I'm simply saying is that We've got to cut out the hypocrisy in the double standards when it comes to the application of this statute, of this new standard. And by that, I'm looking straight at the owners, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, and specifically Daniel Snyder, and what he had take place with the Washington Commanders over the last 20 years. You know what really bothers me about the league and the way it's handled these situations so poorly over the last several years? We have talked so much about how the NFL is Teflon. And it feels like every time they handle a situation like this, as poorly as they do... They fat-hand it every single time. Every time. They fat-hand it. Chris, it feels like they're taking a bat to the Teflon and saying, let's see how strong this sucker really is. Let's see if we can take ourselves out. And doing it unintentionally, it's just... It's absolutely silly. And when you have that ability to really weather almost any storm with as popular as the league is, why not try to do it for good? Why not try to do it and show... Because it's yeah, the right thing. Exactly. Not because it's driven by no, money yeah. or, or some kind of ulterior no, motive. No, because it's the right thing. And that means, not just Watson here, it means you tell one owner that he's got to go, that Dan Snyder's got to sell the team. You tell another owner or... Well, Carlin, whether it's, Car- Carlin, here's the thing. That happened a few years ago. Yeah. We saw it with Jerry Richardson and the Carolina Panthers. Now, they didn't mandate that he sell it, but they pushed him out of the door quietly, and he ended up getting $2.2 billion for David Tepper. It's not like there, there isn't... It's not like there, it's outside of the realm of possibility for something like that to happen. But why but can't I, you... Why, but, but when it's something as egregious as what we saw from Dan Snyder over the past 20 years, when you talk about the behavior that was rampant within the organization, how they treated the cheerleaders, him groping his former employee, Tiffany Johnston, uh, I mean, but women feeling like they had to wear revealing clothing because it was pleasing to some of the executives in the front office. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's unacceptable. And, Carlin, here's the thing. The NFL is culpable in it because in the independent investigation that they launched with Beth Wilkerson, they said, you know what? We don't want a written record of this investigation. Yep. Why the hell don't you want a written record of it? There's because only it's one reason. Get out. Because it's going to get out, and it's going to embarrass Daniel Snyder, yes. and it's going to take it to a place where he can no longer be a part of the National Football League. To me, that that's the behavior that we've also got to be punishing. That's the the kind of stuff that 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 makes it hard to feel like this attempt by the NFL to establish this new precedent is sincere when it talks about giving the issues that were with women's violence, violence toward women, the appropriate respect that it deserves. What just really strikes me is that 
this is easy to go and do the right thing in the right direction, but it also makes me think, and this is just pure speculation on my part, mm-hmm. not even speculation, just it, it, it makes me suspicious that the fact that you're not willing to go and do this to Daniel Snyder and really take a very big step in the direction of doing the right thing is that he's got too much on everybody else. You know, that kind of, it's just like, why wouldn't you do it to a guy that universally people don't want in the league? People don't want him in the league. And it's very clear. You should, you'd be able to sell that team in a minute. And it just sends a message that the behavior. The owners are above reproach. They can do whatever it is that they want to do. I mean, Robert Kraft got caught up in a sex trafficking ring, Carlin. A sex trafficking ring. It's absurd. They had videotape of it. Not ultimately ended up getting thrown out, but he got caught up in that. He didn't. He didn't get prosecuted, but that hadn't stopped the NFL from levying any kind of punishment on people. Deshaun Watson didn't get punished, uh, prosecuted in a court of law. That's not going to stop the NFL from moving forward. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. I mean, think about all of the different things that have happened down there. I, I just. I, I don't know, man. I, it just. You see the hypocrisy. You see the double standards, and it makes it feel like it's a disingenuous attempt to prioritize women's rights and specifically violence toward women being something that we move, we eradicate in our society. I just don't understand why the NFL is unwilling to take that stance. Canty, I don't. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And then the Browns now have to figure that they're not going to have Deshaun Watson for the season. This team is entirely too good to throw everything away. Yeah. They have $48 million in cap space right Ooh. now, more than anybody else, primarily because Deshaun Watson's only making $1 million this year. Go out and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. You have to go and do it. Let's hear from Jake Trotter, ESPN's Browns reporter, uh, on KJM this morning on if, in fact, they will go get Jimmy G. I think when the six-game suspension came down, the indication I was getting from people in the building here in Cleveland was that they were probably going to ride it out with with Jacoby Brissett. But if the suspension were any longer, that they were going to take a serious, hard look at at Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think, depending on how this process shakes out, I think there's a very good chance they could circle back and take a look at Jimmy G. And why wouldn't you? Even if you have to pay him the $25 million this year, you've got the money to do it. I mean, certainly Jimmy Haslam has the money to do it. And The cap space is there, Chris. Don't throw away your entire season. No, you're talking about a top five defense from a year ago and a top five running game. They, they've got a really strong offensive line. Their defense is only going to continue to improve. It just seems like it's the right time to get the right person in there under center. Jacoby Brissett is a fine bridge, but I don't think he's the guy that you want for 17 games. You added Amari uh, Cooper to this team via trade from the Dallas Cowboys. It feels like they're ready to go. You just got to have somebody that can give you consistent, competent quarterback play, and Jimmy Garoppolo can offer that if he's healthy. We have got so much more NFL this hour on-field stuff to get to. We have got Mike Tannenbaum coming up in 20 minutes Uh to talk about the possibility of Garoppolo ending up in Cleveland and what that looks like. We have got the entire list of defensive Greatest players of all time put out by ESPN.com that Bubba will quiz us on later and you can play along at home. And next, Aaron Rodgers said something yesterday that was not just so ridiculously absurd that I got mad at it for once, 
But he said something yesterday that got me thinking. Who are the rookies that are going to have to have the biggest impact on their team, who have the most pressure on them to produce right away? Oh, it's a green list. And it's up next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. The NFL has decided to appeal the six-game suspension of Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. They knew it was happening. It just really was a matter of when. And someone reach out and say, this is not going to work out well for anybody. Could be a lose-lose for all involved. One source close to Watson's camp, what was the point of all this? Why did they appoint Sue L. Robinson if they were just going to step in here and appeal this and put it back in the hands of Roger Goodell? So what's the fallout now for the 2022 Cleveland Browns? It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Certain people make our lives easier by helping us out. And ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you. How? Well, ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates, and you can invite them to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try it for free. We welcome in right now our front office insider, Mike Tannenbaum, who joins us right now. Mike, it's Chris and Chris. We appreciate the time. So, first of all, what did you make of the league's decision to go ahead and appeal the suspension length of Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I wasn't surprised, given the the high-profile nature of this case. I think if the league had their druthers, I'm sure they were trying to get out of the player discipline business, and that's why they had a third party and judge Robinson. But I think given this very specific case, apparently they felt like they had no sort of option, but to um, intervene. And clearly 
in my opinion, I think they're going to try to suspend him for the entire season. I don't think they're going to go through this step just to add on a game or two. Mike T, can you walk us through the mechanics of what Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA are thinking or planning on doing now that the NFL has formally appealed the decision by Judge Robinson? Sure, Chris. You know, as we talked about on uh, Get Up This Morning, basically, you know, they could go to federal district court, which I think a lot of us expect them to do. Um, They will look for a judge they think could be uh, friendly to the labor side much the way that Tom Brady enjoyed some initial success when he appealed his suspension with the NFL. And um, I think most of us would be surprised if the union didn't at least try to go down that road. So, Mike, if they do, what do they need to do in order to get an injunction, to get a TR, a temporary restraining order that might actually allow Watson to play early in the season? If that's, Do I have that right? That could happen? Yeah, yeah, it's not likely, Chris, and it's a great question, but just so we level set here, the bar is very high because traditionally, and again, that's not in every case, but traditionally, most courts don't want to intervene with a long, and in this case, a 10-year agreement that's collectively bargained where both sides uh, give and take. So I'm sure the league is going to say, like, hey, we had this right, we used it, and you know, courts, you, you let us uh, leave us alone because we have this long relationship, and typically courts don't like to get involved when there's a current collective bargaining agreement. Mike, you've been on the record in saying that you think that the Cleveland Browns should go after Jimmy Garoppolo if it ends up being a lengthy suspension for Deshaun Watson. But just looking at the other side of it, do you think this is a situation that Jimmy G would want to step into knowing that he's just going to be a stopgap for a year until Deshaun Watson gets back? I mean, that's essentially the same situation he's coming out of from San Francisco. Yeah, and that's taking nothing away from Jacoby Brissett, who has played good football. My point was, like, if you can add another high-quality quarterback for a 17-game season for a team that, by all all of us think, has a really good chance to play meaningful games late in the year, why not do that? And if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, Chris, simply, hey, it's one year at a time. It's a good team. If I play well, maybe I could parlay this into another meaningful contract someplace else. Mike T, if the Browns, in fact, do get Jimmy Garoppolo, what what can we expect from this team this year? I think they can make the playoffs. I mean, it's weird that we're all saying this, but, right, couldn't we're chasing the Cincinnati Bengals all of a sudden. And now you look at Pittsburgh, you look at Baltimore, two teams I think that are going to be really good as well. But I think Cleveland is that deep of a team, that talented of a team, that I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, they can make a meaningful playoff run. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider, joining us. Uh, Mike, what, what are the Bears doing? Are they doing anything to help Justin Fields this season? You know, there's the, the latest rumor that they could be moving Tevin Jenkins, who was a second-round pick on the offensive line a year ago. So uh, when you look at Chicago, are they setting up Justin Fields to fail? Yeah, that's a very fair uh, concern. I think it starts with line play, you know, offensive and defensive line. And I'm only saying that because I'm on with Chris Caddy. No. <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't win up front, guys, you have no chance. So I think it's a really fair point, Chris. And job one, two, and three is to put Justin Fields in a position to be successful. And I'm not as concerned about the skill players. To me, it starts up front. So that is a concern. I think it's a valid one. Mike, we got the Hall of Fame game tonight between the Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, we're not going to see Trevor Lawrence tonight. But I'm just curious to, to hear from your perspective what, you can, what you're thinking or what you expect from Trevor Lawrence now that he has Doug Peterson as his head coach in year two down in Jacksonville. 
Chris, I think we're going to see material gains. Doug Peterson's a really good coach. Trevor Lawrence has a ton of ability, high character player, and uh, hopefully he can put last year behind him. And I think he has a real chance to take a significant leap this year. Mike, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's got, you know, they, they have major concerns, I think it's fair to say, at the wide receiver position. And I understand that Aaron, uh, Alan Lazard uh, is a decent player, but when you look at the Packers and the fact that they're going to be relying on rookies to really make an impact, is there just how do you evaluate that situation? How much of a problem could this be for Green Bay? I think Christian Watson, their second-round pick, will come along and play well. Um, going back to the Bears conversation, though, if I was Green Bay, I'd be much more worried about David Bakhtiari's health. He had another knee scope in the offseason. He's a great player, and if I'm Green Bay, I'm as much concerned about that as anything. Mike, we got the Hall of Fame class being inducted this Saturday. I mean, just any, any memories that you have with any of the group uh, that's going into Canton uh, this weekend? Um. I appreciate you asking. I would say Dick Vermeil. You know, I was around Herm Edwards for a long time, Terry Bradway, uh, New Carl Peterson, and they just spoke, you know, Chris, in such reverence of the man and what he meant to so many others. And that's what football is all about, these great relationships that go way beyond the box score and the transaction. And I'm glad that uh, Coach Vermeil is being rewarded uh, and going to the Hall of Fame. Mike, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining us. I'll tell you what, and keep in mind, they went to a Super Bowl, but they didn't win one. I spent time in Philadelphia, as you know. Mm-hmm. Dick Vermeil is one of those guys that's still treated like a god down there. No doubt. A- absolutely like a god. And finally won his – I mean, I still have that image of when Trent Green went down and him crying in a press conference and saying, Kurt Warner's going to step up and be our guy. Yeah, I mean, who would have ever thought that? I mean, it's just all an incredible story. No doubt about it. For me, with this Hall of Fame class, Sam Mills is the one that hits different. Oh, yeah. And I played with his son Marcus in high school. And, I mean, I can remember watching Sam Mills back when he was with the Saints, the Dome Patrol with him, Ricky Jackson, Pat Swilling. I mean, those guys got after it. And then him coming to the expansion Carolina Panthers and being able to lead that team to an NFC Championship game appearance like – Sam Mills was a dog on the field, but then beyond that, what he meant off the field would keep pounding his bout with cancer and just being supportive of all of those people that had that same fight. I mean, the character of the man, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that in the National Football League. Yeah, I went one year to the uh, Hall of Fame inductions. It's a special weekend. It, it's yeah. very cool to sit and watch those guys get in uh, on that stage from that uh, stadium. It is a yeah. tremendous, tremendous Hopefully experience. I got one of my former teammates, Demarcus Ware, going in next year. So mm. we'll see what happens. And we'll you're going to get that call? You're going to be in the friends and family uh, section? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Shout out during the speech? We'll see. Well, listen, it's going to come around the same time I'm celebrating my anniversary. So I don't, I don't know. You're not going. <laughs> 22 days. 22 it's days. around the corner. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on ESPN Plus. In just moments, the top five rookies in the NFL that have the most pressure on them, that have to produce right away, and the greatest defensive players of all time as voted on uh, on ESPN.com. Chris and I will guess who they are at each position. And one last thing. What's the dumbest thing that you have ever seen in a baseball game? The dumbest thing. Think about that. We're going to top it with something that happened last night. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Dumbest thing I've ever seen in a baseball game last night. Dumbest, by far. The base running blunder by the Yankees? No. Oh. Close. Close. Oh, okay. No, Houston and the Red Sox. Third inning, Rich Hill on the mound, Jordan Alvarez uh, at the plate. <laughs> How about the fact that he gets a four strike at bat? He gets a four strike at bat. Here's what happened it's the third inning. He let off, he took a ball from mm-hmm. Rich Hill. After that, fouled one off. He called strike one, then he fouled off a pitch for strike two. The home plate umpire, Jim Wolf then called the third strike, but didn't punch him out. Mm-mm. So nobody ever noticed. And he just stayed there. None, nobody in the dugout said anything. Alvarez just stayed there. And I, I, I tell you what, if he did know, he did a hell of a job selling it. No doubt. The pit, Rich Hill didn't notice. The catcher didn't. Nobody noticed. And then he grounded out on strike four. I mean, how does nobody notice in the whole thing? How is that possible? And you would think Rich Hill would be the guy that pays the most attention because you're going up against a hitter that's got 30 home runs and 72 RBIs. You would think, you would think, hey, man, I got this guy on strike three. He's out of there. I don't want to have to throw him another pitch. Who's behind the plate? Frank Drebin? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) seriously. Great callback. Honestly. No, it's crazy. But you know what I came to? This is the conclusion that I had this morning on Get Up, Carlin. This is a C-O-N-spiracy, a conspiracy (laughs) with two of the Yankees' biggest rivals to allow the Astros to close the gap and have the number one overall seed in the American League. That's what this is all about. They want to give Jordan Alvarez, one of the best hitters on the Astros, maybe the best hitter on the Astros, extra strikes to see if they can put more distance between them and the Red Sox in last night's game so they can close the gap to the Yankees. Because they're only two games behind the Yankees in the loss column right now. It's one thing to miss a call. Yeah. Okay? It, listen, nobody felt worse than Jim Joyce when he blew the call with Armando Galarraga in the perfect game yeah. at first base. That happens. It shouldn't Jordan, happen, but it does. It happen. shouldn't, but it does. But to have this happen, four strikes. I mean, I'm not a math guy. I can count to three. Barely, but I can do it. What do you think a batting average is if you get four strikes? What do <laughs> analytics have to say about that? Exactly. <laughs> I'll t- there'll be a, a, you, you joke. There'll be a new stat that will come out, you know, that will come up with like four or something like that. <laughs> what do you get for? I, I just could oh not get gosh. over it. That is the dumbest single thing I have yeah, ever the seen. The Astros bludgeon the Red Sox. Ugh. 
from Russia. This is a developing story. Russian prosecutors have asked a court outside of Moscow to sentence Brittany Griner to nine and a half years in prison on cannabis possession charges. If you're a regular Russian citizen accused of anything, regardless if, there, if there's any political element to it, you have a less than 1% chance of being acquitted. The system is built to convict. Now you've got an American who's essentially a chit in a, in a political trade. Everything now becomes about a diplomatic solution. And unfortunately, we have the news in that has just come. In the last few minutes, Brittany Griner has been found guilty of drugs possession and smuggling, and she was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison just a few moments ago. That was in court outside of Moscow. Judge handed down the verdict stemming from her arrest back on February 17th at a Moscow airport. She had apologized earlier today prior to sentencing in the closing arguments and said she certainly did not mean to do anything deliberately and did not mean to uh, violate Russian law deliberately in any way. And boy, this is just a, a very sad story. And you hope that sooner rather than later, this can get worked out and there can be something worked out to get her back home. Carlin, it feels like it was always going to be this kind of situation, yeah. though. The U.S. a couple of months ago declared Brittany Griner unlawfully detained by the Russian government, and it was always going to have to be a diplomatic solution in order to get her to come home. We knew that the Russian courts were not going to find her innocent of the charges that she had been accused of with uh, the hashish oil or the cannabis oil. And so this is a, a tough situation for her and for her family, for the WNBA community and the sports community as a whole, because you're talking about so much uncertainty surrounding when Brittany Griner is going to get home. So this is scary, being unlawfully detained on foreign soil, away from your family, away from your friends, and not knowing when you're going to be able to get back. It, you just hope that sooner rather than later, this this young woman's been through an awful lot, an awful lot, and... And for her in this situation, it's got to be just an unimaginable nightmare what's been going on. And you just hope that that sooner rather than later, you can get something worked out to be able to ensure her return home. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you have to hope, Carlin. And from what it sounds like, you're talking about the United States government having to let go of an arms dealer in order to, you know, release an arms dealer in a prisoner swap. Someone who was nicknamed the Merchant of Death. Exactly. Yeah. In order to bring Brittany Griner back home. So that that's the tough spot that the government has been put in. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't necessarily see a pathway for her to get home without the U.S. government interceding. We will have more on this story throughout the day on ESPN Radio and on ESPN as well. And once again, if you're just joining us, Brittany Griner uh, was sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison in court just uh, in the last half hour or so. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We also can be heard on the ESPN app. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And we've been spending a lot of time today on on-the-field NFL news, which is a nice little change of pace in addition to everything that's been going on with Deshaun Watson. And, and something caught my attention yesterday with Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't a ridiculous Aaron Rodgers quote that, you know, got me annoyed and upset. Because that's what it usually is. Usually, that's the case. Yeah, It was Aaron Rodgers pointing out 
his rookie wide receiver, Romeo Dubes, who is doing, quote, uh, Romeo Dobbs, excuse me. Romeo Dobbs, it's pronounced, T-O-U-B-S. Yeah. Uh, pronounced uh, that way. This is a, a situation where it caught my attention because he's talking about a fourth-round pick having to make a big impact. Mm-hmm. Christian Watson is still coming back from knee surgery. Yep. So it got me to thinking, what NFL rookies have to have the biggest impact, have to produce the most, have the most pressure on them in year one, Chris? And you know what? We made a green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. It's not just you who can make lists. I can make lists. <laughs> I'm making a list. I like it. And I've got a list. All right. Your top five rookies that have the most pressure to produce this season. Number five. That's right, number five. We're going to start with Trayvon Walker. Hello. Right out of the gate. Hello. Because the rookie defensive tackle, who was the number one overall pick, we'll get our first look at him tonight. Yeah. He's apparently looked pretty good the first couple of days. But, Chris, there were a lot of questions about Trayvon Walker being the number one overall pick. Initially, all along, it had been thought it was going to be Aiden Hutchinson until probably the last week to ten days before the draft. It ended up being Walker. And a lot of evaluators have said that Walker wasn't even the best defensive tackle that was on Georgia last year. That... He's somebody that was inconsistent at times. Well, he's got to prove right away that he was worth the number one overall pick. That doesn't mean come out and have 12 sacks, but what it does mean is come out and make a real impact on a Jaguars team that is looking to get better. He is at number five. Number four. Sky Moore. Kansas City Chiefs. Wide receiver, Western Michigan. Injured right now. Little bit banged up, but came up and, and told, uh, he came up lame in practice and told the fans through his Instagram post that he's just fine. Tyreek Hill's gone, okay? You've got other guys there. Juju Smith-Schuster is a mm-hmm. really good receiver. Yep. You know, Sky Moore is somebody, though, that has to be able to come in and take the top off. Okay. Really go and be that Tyreek Hill kind of guy. In your mind right now, did the Kansas City Chiefs have a suitable replacement for everything that Tyreek Hill brought. No, but of you can't replace not. having the fastest player in the National Football League. No, you can't. But when you draft a guy like Sky Moore, where they did in the second round, he can have a huge impact right away. And he does have that kind of, not maybe to the same level, but that kind of possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Sky Moore at number three for the Chiefs offense. Number, number three. Four, number four, yeah. Number four. I can count. Number three. Number three. It's number, number three. Number three. There we yes. go. Three. Number three. There we go. Traylon Burks. Wide receiver, Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. They traded A.J. Brown away. Ryan Tannehill. <sighs> I think my sigh basically sums it up. They need <laughs> Traylon Burks, who they drafted with the pick that they got from the Philadelphia Eagles, in the first round to be an impact guy right away because let's call this what it is. The Titans window might be closed already, but if it's open, it's not open by much. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who's got to pry it open a little bit more and make everybody understand that trading A.J. Brown, not the wrong move. Drafting Traylon Burks was the right move. 
He is number three. Number two. Number two is Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning, the tackle for the New Orleans Saints, has already gotten into three fights in camp. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like that. Some nastiness to him right out of the gate for an offensive lineman, and he's replacing Tarot. Yep. Excuse me, Teron Armstead. Chris, I think that Trevor Penning, when you have a quarterback situation in flux like you do with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, that guy's got to step in and be a big-time player right away. No doubt. And then there's number one. Number one. And that is Christian Watson. That is a second-round pick who I believe has the most pressure on him because Devontae Adams is gone and because you hear... Aaron Rodgers say that yesterday about Dobbs. I think that was not only a message to Dobbs, it was also, hey, Christian Watson, when you get here, when you're ready to play, when you can go through walkthroughs and actually get on the field consistently enough, there's going to be a lot on you here. We need you to step up. Now, I think that's cute coming from Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers didn't bother to show up in OTAs or anything like that, so how important could it be? No, Christian Watson... At 6'5 and 210 has got to be a big time playmaker for the Green Bay Packers right away. That's the list. Mike oh, Drop, that's the list. big fella. Big you don't fella. like the list, do you? Ah, I just you don't like some, the list. There, there were some obvious misses oh, on this list. Obvious misses. Obvious misses. Obvious misses on this wow. list. Wow, that's embarrassing. Okay, so first of all, we got to start out here. Kenny Pickett, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not the most pressure on him How, right how is there not pressure on him to play well in year one when you have a division with Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and whatever the Cleveland Browns are going to do at the quarterback They brought in Mitch Trubisky. Spot. He may not even start Mitch the Trubisky. We know what Mitch Trubisky is. We know what he is, and we know what he's not. He ain't the guy. They paid him on $14 million over two years. That doesn't scream starting quarterback for the entire 2022 there season. Is, there is not a ton of pressure in a position where they draft somebody in the first round they're, and they, they haven't Trubisky. drafted they haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round since they drafted Ben Roethlisberger and that guy won two Super Bowls for the franchise. There is pressure on Kenny Pickett in year one. Do you remember what the Steelers looked like in year one of Big Ben? Yeah. You should because you're a Steelers fan. Yeah, he was great. But there wasn't pressure on him walking in the door because nobody expected there, him to be the, that great. The minute he could, he's under center, there's Kenny pressure. Pickett could add pressure to himself later in the year by playing well, and then that team has real expectations. No, 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 My no, expectations no. for the Steelers, Kenny Pickett's, quite limited. Kenny Pickett's got pressure on him because as soon as he's under center, which I anticipate being sooner rather than later. Okay, that's your first miss. You know where your second miss is? Sauce Gardner from the New York Jets. Sauce Gardner has to be one of the guys that's under the most pressure. They needed to be the number one corner right out of the gate, and we're talking about a secondary that finished 30th in pass defense last year. Sauce Gardner has to be all-world. He has to be their guy. Don't hand me this garbage about D.J. Reed being the number one corner because he ain't. D.J. Reed is your number two guy. Sauce Corner is the number one corner. He's going to have to step up and play a major role in this turnaround that Rob Sala has in mind for the New York Jets. Let me ask you this. Are the Jets a playoff team this year? I think they want to flirt with being a playoff team. Yeah, I don't think they expect to be in the playoffs this year. They expect to get better. Well, listen, but Joe, that doesn't Joe, mean there's pressure Joe, right away. Joe for Douglas, him to be Joe amazing. Douglas is running out of time, though. Joe Douglas is absolutely six year deal. I don't know if he's running. No, out of he's time running yet. out of time. He's running out of time. He's absolutely running out of time. Mm. Keeping it pushing. Look, he's got to play well, but it, uh, there's not pressure on him to really carry the team right away. I say <laughs> you're wrong. 
Car- Carlin, we're talking about what? Going into year four for the general manager? Mm-hmm. How is there not pressure on him to make this work? Remember when he, he traded away an all-pro safety in Jamal Adams. How is there not pressure on Sauce Gardner to make this work? Remember, this was only Joe's third draft. Yeah, yeah you, are you guys I, done here? I, I Can understand. we move on to the defensive players? I understand. Here? I, mean, I, I don't I, think I, we're getting hold there, on. Bubba. One, more, one more time. I've got one more. Sorry, one more, Bubba. One more missed on this one. Jeez, no more Bubba please. time today. Kayvon Thibodeau for the New York Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau, you got to have him on that list, Carlin. I don't know how Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't make the list. You're talking about a top five player being an edge rusher for the Giants. Do you know the expectations that come along with that? With Lawrence Taylor and Carl Banks, guys of that ilk, playing that position for this organization, that is pressure. And for a guy that loves to talk, doesn't shy away from the cameras or the microphones, there is going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on Kayvon Thibodeau to prove the Giants right with that fifth overall pick, and to also produce on the field. Yeah, uh, no. Yes, there is pressure. I, I, I might put him at sixth. I did consider him for the list. I did consider him. But I would say uh, no, because, again, when I'm grading pressure here, it's on teams that I expect to actually contend, or Walker, who is the number one overall pick. So I have Thibodeau right on the outside. Well, I mean, Traylon Burks, I mean, I don't think he's going to make the difference between the Tennessee Titans contending or not. I, I don't trust their quarterback. So that, I don't know how much that matters. Well, I mean, Traylon Burks Brown, being a first-round pick, that's great. But, I mean, to, to ask him to be the difference in that team winning their division and getting to the playoffs, I don't see that. A.J. Brown was a difference maker for them, and he's gone. And yeah. they took this guy, and that window is about to close on them. Yeah, but I think that window is about to close because their quarterback is not as good as the contract that they paid him. I think that ultimately is what it comes down to. Not to mention, Matt Ryan just moved into your division. Good luck facing off against that Colts team twice a year and stealing the division from them. It's not going to happen. Sorry. I disagree with your list. Oh, for three. You have a terrible list. I don't have a terrible you list. You have a terrible list. It's an awful list. That is not an awful it list. Is that awful is a list. solid list. It's an awful list. The list you is can about debate as, off the list. The list that is about as bad list. as your fashion sense. That's how bad the list is. Oh, you're such a hater. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.